Hello boys and girls, um, Ant here. Um, today's Critapocalypse podcast sounds a bit messy, and uh, that's kind of because what we didn't realise while recording it was that Audacity had decided to change the default microphone to my webcam instead of this Blue Yeti mic I'm talking to on now. Um, so yeah, it, it kind of went to the microphone on my webcam, which was about five feet away from us. Um, it's still a good episode though. Have, have a listen. Ducks Ahoy insisted we posted this. This is entirely her fault that you were listening to what's about to come. Um, we reviewed Warcraft, um, Overwatch, the new Teenage Ninja Turtles film, amongst a whole bunch of other stuff. So, you know, do try to enjoy it, but it does sound like we're underwater. I'm sorry. It's Matt's fault. Bye. Okay, so I'm pitching a new idea for a new Ghostbusters film, alright? So everybody's angry because they're women Ghostbusters. I'm not angry because they're women Ghostbusters, I'm angry because the film doesn't look very good. But, I like Spy, I like Bridesmaids, we've already spoken about this off and you hate microphone. I don't hate women. In fact, I find all the women in there very funny. Kate uh, McKinnon, she was in a film I watched recently, for like the fifth time, called Balls Out, or Intermural, as it was called in America. It's a really funny film about a really shitty, like, intramural football team um, playing about there's a lot of references and humour that I like not like Family Guy where it's like you remember the time we fought a dinosaur and then a dinosaur popped out it's more like hey I like your shirt because it reminds me of Rocky Free Out of the Tiger <laughs> stuff like that and it's quite good uh, the one like I don't like Melissa McCarthy as an actress not a massive fan like I'm all about like lots of body images and stuff like that but the fat jokes are irritating so mean to her. I'm not being mean. I just I get annoyed with look. She's a big girl. She falls over. I don't want a female Kevin James. She's probably much more intelligent than that. She seems like quite. She has comic timing and stuff. But this just... is Jenna McCarthy. Well, it could have been worse. <laughs> Jenna McCarthy could have been the one with a career in yeah. big shot movies. Unless and you think she's a fucking idiot. The only to... the only problem I have also no, um, the only other problem I have is. Um, in the original Ghostbusters, you had a black actor playing a character who, who was more knowledgeable, of, of more situationally aware than the other characters. That was the joke. But in this, you've got some woman who comes out and she's just a black stereotype. She's like, damn! And like, fucking like, oh, I know the streets better than anyone else. And I, as I was watching, I was like, this is clearly written by a white man who experienced the 80s. Watched one Eddie Murphy stand up and went, got it. He knows black people now. I know what black people are. Yeah. Damn! <laughs> He's gonna. Uh, if there is, if there is one joke towards fried chicken, I am gonna be very upset. There will be. You reckon? Yeah. yeah. It'll be fried chicken, or it'll be kung pao chicken, and then she'll do like fake karate moves. The first scene she's in, she's eating fried chicken with watermelon for pudding. Oh my god, that—that's kind of what I expect. Yeah. But the film just doesn't look funny to me, and the effects—they kind of miss the point with a lot of the stuff. I don't care that it's female. I don't care about any of the gender shit. I like the idea of another Ghostbusters film, and I want those women to have their chance to do it properly. I don't want this fucking, oh, it's 3D, and it's like fucking CGI everywhere. Like, if you watch any of the videos for what they're doing, like, you could tell they were just in a room with green screen whilst the camera panned around them, and digital effects were flying around, and then tennis balls with fucking green crepe paper coming off of them, they were flying around their heads. That just irritates me, it just looks awful. Welcome to Crit Apocalypse episodes. Episode is 43? Sure. Is it 43? Well, those effects they've done on motion control because they filmed on set. They took two passes and then sort of... Oh, edited it and the, then took the... Took the second pass and then... 
added transparency to the character, to their ghost. You know, like the scene in the trailer where she gets sprayed with goo. Do you think that's practical effects where she's actually being sprayed with something, or do you think that's? Well, that'd just... be a pipe in a separate shot. For, for, the woman, the ghost on set. Like they got ghost bit actors. Yeah, and then they use motion control cameras to track them out. Great. So you can transparency them. Ah, I don't think that's what's happened. Mm. I think maybe one or two will be an actress or an actor. But the there was, and stuff, isn't it? Yeah, there'll be a lot of digital effects, dude. I'm, I'm almost 100% sure it'll be a lot of digital effects. There's a giant digital Ghostbusters logo in it. Yeah. Chris worth is digital. <laughs> He's too perfect. By the way, if we're talking about a film if it flops, yeah. remember that Chris Hemsworth has got a more proven track record of flop movies than any of the women involved yeah, that's true. in these films. Well, except for Maybe the... Chris Hemsworth's the problem. What is the name of the woman who's... Where's the name of the black lady? I don't know. Um, Leslie something. Leslie... Maguire. I'm sure she's a really talented actress, but I just I haven't seen anything beyond like even the stuff she does on SNL. It's like very, it's mocking stereotypes more than it is playing on them. Whereas Ghostbusters seems like it's just mocking and like the loud fucking get get your demon out of my friend shit like that, where she slaps her friend and she's like, oh no, it's get out of me. Like it clearly flew out of her, and you were looking her in the eyes as if that would be decided to slap her again. And then you decide to make a comment as if Demon was still... It doesn't make any fucking sense. It's funny because you hit a fat person. It's funny because you hit a fat person. It's, it's funny because it's fat and fat violence. Yeah. That's what it is. As long as... W's, man. Anyway, so um, who's reviewing what first this well, week? Well, you're first this week. Uh, I'm going to review Oni Chambara's Z2 Chaos, which I played a little bit of. It's all right. It's got girls in it jumping around the place in their bikinis and stuff. I don't have any clue what's going on. Bush or no bush? No bush. Barbara well, Bush? Hang on, actually. You turn into a demon thing. There's a weird bush thing going on. There's but, a demon um, thing? There's two girls in it now, yeah. and they both like both the girls are in bikinis and stuff. They have cowboy hats. And still. they yeah, both of them. And there's two schoolgirl-looking girls as well. <laughs> so I don't know what happened. I know Kagura was the one I played in the old Onichambara game. I don't know if his other character is. Yeah. But they seem to be the same person. So I think I've missed something in the storyline, in the Onichambara lore. Um, but yeah, it's the same game it ever was. You run around, you're having slash things, and it's a bit smoother than the older games was. You know, the frame rate's finally stable. Um, but yeah, it's a bit of a fart, really. Yeah, it doesn't seem particularly interesting. If you like those sort of silly things, I mean, it's definitely tongue in cheek the whole way through it. It knows I've done it's it. Like Dynasty Warriors like, yeah. isn't it? But it's, like, it's one of those games where they just like, they forget to, like, Teach you the essentials of playing. <laughs> I suppose it's not much to teach you, just got hack and slash. But the first thing it does when you start the game up is, other than give you an achievement for starting the game, is bring up a full page screen of just nothing but controls. And you're like, read this. And that's not a loading screen, that's like what it does after the loading screen. Jesus. The loading screen's got about 30 tips you can cycle through at your leisure. Why don't you put the controls there? <laughs> I know. Um, but yeah, if you played the previous ones, you'd probably love it. But in terms of dumb Japanese like action games, nothing is quite as good as EDF. In that budget range sort of thing. Like EDF is fucking superb. The most recent EDF wasn't very good. I liked it. The new one, the one with PS4. Yeah. The one with the um, giant fucking robots in it. Yeah, I didn't like it too much. Oh, that's good. Really? Yeah. yeah. The only one I think is a bit dodgy is that American made one. They did uh, EDF 2017. I think it was. Yeah, but I thought a lot of the stuff from EDF 2017 carried over to the newer EDF. No, no, it's one before that. It was on Xbox 360 only. I think it was 2017. It was a moment called something else. Mm. But it was an American made one. It wasn't as good. But yeah, Oni Chambara Z2 Chaos. It's on PC now. Chaos How many week. zombies did you see? Um, multiple zombies. We killed like a hundred in a few minutes. Someone's broken. But we started a series of it on YouTube. 
Yeah. It goes for about five episodes, I think. We might record more later because it's kind of a dumb thing we can sit and just play. It's, uh, so you pronounce it Onichambara? Onichambara. Onichambara. So, like, one in the chamber? No. It sounds a bit like one in the yeah. chamber, doesn't it? But it's um, Demonic Beauty. Oh. Yeah. Chambara's beautiful girl. Is it bestiality if you fuck a demon? demon? No. Unless they're the bird demon from Devilman. No, because I, I would argue that demons are a different animal, not the same species. They're people, man. They're just got... No, they're not people. They're Fallen angels. They're gross, man. They're the knights of Satan. So you wouldn't say it's bestiality? No. How about fucking an angel? They've got Unless wings. they're black. Anyway, your review. <laughs> That's taking me back. For any for anyone wondering, we do play roles when we do the podcast. <laughs> Anne isn't a blithering racist, nor am I nor am I calling out every stereotype that exists. <laughs> I saw someone put the other day sort of cracked article they were talking about um Daredevil and they said Daredevil's got a big problem seeing he's disabled disabled in fact he's got his ginger. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, anyway, my first review this week is gonna be a film that was released yesterday. Um on iTunes. It was meant to be released in September, and can oh. you guess what film that is? Is it The Cell starring It's It's not Jennifer The Lopez. Cell starring Jennifer Lopez and Vincent no. D'Offre and Vince Vaughn. No, it is not quite that movie. Fantastic as that movie was. Oh. That's that one with John Cusack, isn't it? Yeah. So this is Cell Semular. 2006. Stephen King's Cell, to be exact. Not Cellular, the Chris Evans movie with Kim Basinger. <laughs> um, and Jason Statham. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which famously has the line, I need a charger. Give me a charger! I said give me a fucking charger! Um, great. Great movie. Great bit of acting from Captain America there. Stephen Kim basing it. I like films where Chris Evans gives zero shits. Oh, I love those. the films where Chris Evans gives zero shits. Like, yeah. if you watch uh, What's Your Number? Yeah, yeah. I like that film. <laughs> yeah. Just for the fact that Chris Evans is charming as shit and I'm just doesn't get America money. Yeah, I just don't <laughs> care. It's like, uh, it's the same reason I like uh, Take Me Out Tonight. Take Me Home Tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. It's That's a good funny. film. It's a good film. It's a good film mostly because it's got an ex- extremely good cast, does nothing with it, and you fall in love with um, the lead actress. Yeah. Can't remember her name. Oh, you must have loved that. Teresa Palmer. Yeah. It's from Warm yeah. Bodies. Um, I'm reviewing Stephen King's Cell from 2016, the year of our queen. It's a movie based on Stephen King's book about a zombie-like virus that takes people over and slowly develops, uh, who then slowly develops telekinesis. They're, they're taken over by the phone signal. So they answer their phone and become zombies. Okay. Yeah. So that's like Pontypool, but with phones instead of radio. Yeah, and it's not about talking. It's just you answer your phone, you become a zombie. If someone's in the vicinity of your phone... Of Doctor Who. It does a little bit. If someone's in the vicinity of your phone, they can sort of hear it. They can also be influenced, but they're influenced in a way that they just go batshit insane and try and kill themselves because the signal's like half taking over their mind. It's like, like happening. Awesome. Yeah, it's like purging their body. Um, anyway. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Grateful. <laughs> uh, but anyway, the book uh, the book is, yeah, it's about um, one man making his way across country to find his son, who had a mobile phone at the time, and he's worried he's been taken over. Oh, he, yeah. Yeah, he eventually, yeah, he eventually reaches his son after a, a, a bunch of misadventures and different characters die and come about, and all other madness happens. Um, and, and he reaches his son, and it, it ends on a cliffhanger. <gasps> I'm going to spoil the book from ten years ago for you. Oh no! Oh no! Um, he takes a he takes a cell phone, and this the whole of the film. No matter how long it's been since the virus, if you call someone on a cell phone, it gives you that signal, and it turns you into a zombie. But it's also positive, the idea that you could place that phone up to an ear, the ear of someone who is infected, and it reverses it. It sort of reboots the system because it treats the mind like a computer, so it's much like a computer virus. 
that series of code that goes into the mind causes your mind to reset and turns into a primal machine. That doesn't really explain the telekinesis they develop towards the end of the book. Anyway, that's besides the point. It's been turned into a saying that like Stephen King made up some nonsense. There was no Jesus shit in it. Uh, is it set in Idaho? Uh, no, it's only set in Maine. Maine, yeah. Yeah. Is there um, any um, bullies? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Um, Alright, so anyway, uh, the film, the new film, it was meant to come out in September. Interestingly enough, they sneak released it onto iTunes mm -hmm. as a purchasable film before the September release. And I have a sneaking suspicion it's because the film's a bit of shit. Yeah. Yeah, I think that might be why. It stars John Cusack, Samuel L. Jackson, uh, the girl from... Again? Like yeah. Film four. Yeah, exactly. Um, do you remember the film Orphan? The one who... Orphan. <laughs> we all orphans here. Yeah. I found my father! My dad's alive! My dad's alive! That film has the best blood rage in it. Yeah. Of any film. Yeah. You know where the guy slices a ninja with a katana, gets his face covered in blood, then gets sliced on the back. He goes into a full-on blood rage, yeah. and he just kills everyone. He spritzes his teeth, starts killing everyone. It's awesome. Um, anyway. Stop the point, it's killing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only through world peace can true harmony, whatever the fuck. Um, anyway, so Cell, um, the plot is almost exactly the same, except it starts off in an airport. In the original book, it starts off in a small town, and he sort of has a shit cell phone that won't work. That's why he can't get signal or anything. So he is, you know, by luck, um, avoids getting infected, sees everyone else get infected. There's a very violent scene in the book, but in the film, the violence is cut down a lot. So whereas in the book people are tearing like antennas off of cars and grabbing like fucking grabbing whatever they can, smack people in the face and just kill everyone. In the film, there's like one guy with a knife and another guy punches a guy in the face of lunch and another guy hit buzzer. It's all just very tame. And that sort of persists throughout the film until you get about halfway. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil a lot of the film. I'm just gonna do it, because fuck it. Like they've already released it three months ahead of when it was meant to come to cinemas in the UK. So You're spoiling it before it gets released. You know? It's been released. It's been out for two days. Anyway, so uh, the the plot's the same. Cell phones or, or mobile devices, mobile phones, they give you uh, the, the signal and then you go nuts. A bit like the, the film The Signal from 2007. Um, but the difference is that it starts off in an airport. He eventually finds Samuel Jackson who plays Tom, who in the books is this effeminate gay man who rises up to the occasion. Beats the gender stereotypes that exist within, you know, homosexuals and, and men, feminine men, and he rises up and he he becomes like a hero of sorts. He's like a comforting um, person within the group who's able to help people channel their anger, rage, and focus, and 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 sort of use it towards the greater good. It's fantastic. Um, in the film, He's Samuel it's Jackson. Samuel Jackson, a Vietnam veteran who works on the trains and saves them. He's manly. Um, yeah, very manly. Um, they soon come across Alex, who lives in John Cusack's um, ho uh, John Cusack flat um, apartment, who is a character in the books who tragically dies after a brick is thrown out of a car. Because in the book, the difference is, and again, this is this is spoilers for the book, the difference is that the, the, the infected eventually hold no interest in the living. They allow the living to continue being the living, oh, but if they, if they get too close to a hive body of the infected, they, they put, make them put a phone up to their head so that they become like like them but for the most part the living get to be the living they just travel in cars and they stay away from hives and shit like that it's just like a you keep to yours we'll keep to ours and there's a figure in both in the book it's a black man with a cut on his cheek who's wearing a red hoodie and he sort of comes to people in their dreams he's the secret to all the telekinesis and stuff and sort of 
the hive mind, mm. the person who's controlling all the disease. In the film, it is a man in a red hoodie, much the same, cut in his cheek, but he's white, and he's a character from John Cusack's comic that he's written and sold. Which okay. makes no fucking sense, because then why... Is this a prequel to Comic Zone? I don't know. In the book, the reason it's the black guy is because he's... he's The idea is that he might be a, a patient zero. He might be the one who heard the signal first and worked yeah. in like a cell tower or something like that. Um, and that's why he's like the hive mind. He's taken over by it first and everything else is just like him calling out. In the film, what the fuck? It just makes no fucking sense. Fictional character brought to life. Yeah, basically. Um, and John Cusack starts seeing him randomly in the real world as well as seeing him in his dreams. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah, in the book, Alice is she's killed by having a brick thrown out of a car by a couple of people who are basically just reveling in the apocalypse. And after that happens, a hive directly targets those two people, strings them up, like kills them viciously, strings up their bodies, doesn't infect them, but writes a message like in a very basic, very animalistic way. Uh, not animalistic, but in, in a way that they can interpret language. They write a message that's just like, uh, no, uh, law exists or something like that, or law still happen, don't break, don't kill. Yeah. So it's almost like they're acting like the, the, the police force at that point, as weird. And it sort of gives you an idea that maybe the hive mind's working towards a greater good, maybe there's more to this, maybe there's unity the and stuff. In the book. In the film, she just gets hit in the back of the head with her baseball bat by an infected person. Yeah. And then just dies. Just on a rock. Just like, oh, I'm dying now. I'll probably go to sleep. Sleep. Um, and just... She goes, nom, 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 and then claps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um... One of the uh, one of the biggest things is in the book it ends before you find out whether or not he kills his son. It ends before you find out if he fixes his son or not. He he ends up killing. Can't son's being killed in fucking Stephen King books, man. I don't know. But in the in the end of the book he kills the raggedy man, which is the guy in the red hoodie black face, black dude in the Mad Max. No, black black guy with the cut on his cheek and the hoodie on. He kills him and it returns everyone to like a primal state. And he has to reteach his son a lot of things, almost like he's a child, but like you know, obviously like eleven or twelve. So he reteaches his son a lot of shit and it's not working, so he tries the phone thing. And it ends before you find out if it works or not. In the film, there are three fucking endings. What? So what happens is, what's left of the survivors, so there's a couple of people that come from different groups that all get, come together. Samuel Jackson, a kid they find in school, and a pregnant lady who's with this um, this guy who blows himself up. They all... Blows himself up. Blows himself up. They all start walking down the train tracks and they're like, alright, we understand John Cusack, you got to go Yeah. We understand, John Cusack, you've got to go find your son. It's a good job not fucking taking a shot every time there's a Stephen King creature. We'd all be fucked. Um, so he's like, he's like, okay, here's, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to travel down the train tracks. I'm going to mark on a tree on the left the direction that we're going by just putting up the initials. Mm. So you just follow that. Cut to John Cusack going to what appears to be just a big circle of people running around, like a circle bit, just running around a tree, and then in the middle is the Raggedy Man. So John Cusack gets in his van, and he drives the Raggedy Man. He sees the Raggedy Man, and he picks up speed, and then just knocks him, so he goes flying. And he's like, well, that's that over. Doesn't do anything else. It's fucking stupid, but he gets out, and then he goes to where the circle is, and the circle stopped running around, and he's sort of like, okay, they're walking slow now, I'll go and join him. And he joins him trying to find his son. He's like, oh, where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Gets out the other end of the circle. And he's like, I can't find my son. Oh, fuck, what's happening? And he sees his son. His son looks normal. And he's like, hey there, buddy. Champ, slugger. 
How you doing? Raggedy Man's getting back up, and he's like, oh no, that guy still likes I didn't do anything to kill him. And the kid's like, <laughs> and the kid just goes like, it's like, in the uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, no, the end. The end. <laughs> and he starts doing that, but it's the phone signal. He's projecting the phone signal. And and Junkie Set puts his head up to him, and he's like, he's like, oh, I love you, son. And then he goes, flips open this phone that he's given by the guy who blew himself up. He, he dials a number that's attached to the phone, and he dials it. And he rings it, and as he rings it, the van blows up. Oh. The van of the Raggedy Man blows up and it stops the circle and it, it kills the Raggedy Man. And then you get free endings. This is where the free endings come in. So the, ba- the van explodes in a way that engulfs them in a flame. So it could be that it just like it engulfs them in a flame and the receipts back and they're like a little bit burnt but they're okay. And they sort of they nurse their wings and just carry on. So you've got that ending where they're possibly dead, possibly not. Then it comes to another ending where they're walking down the train tracks and they're seeing the initials. And they're following them to try and find Samuel Jackson and the other people. Alright. Okay, so that's a bit confusing straight off the bat. But then there's a third ending. Scooby-Doo ending. Scooby-Doo ending, where you see the circle running around, and the mouths are open, and there's a song coming out. And as it's running, it cuts what out. What song? I can't remember. cuts oh. out. It's like an old, old, like, 50s blues song. You yeah. know what Stephen King's like. Time is on my side. Like is it in, a MIDI no. sample of a famous song that you use? Yeah. <laughs> Um, it cuts out for a second and it cuts back and then you see John Cusack's face going up. <gasps> so he's one of the zombies in the crowd. <gasps> Shock heart, but you, they might not be real. None of those endings could be real. Like, he could have died. He could have survived. He could have become one of them. They just didn't know what to put on there, did they? They just didn't know what to fucking end it with. They didn't want to commit. So the way that I took it was... to mean something. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the way I took it was that when his son started making the noise, he was infected. And as soon as he was infected, he saw how to follow those people mm. which is how the hive are going to follow him and then you see him finally in the hive as one of them mm. so I think that they took him over and used his knowledge to go and get him but I give this film a solid and I mean it a solid <sighs> trying to think really like I don't want to say I'm going to give it a solid David Spade oh. now hear me out <laughs> Hear me out before you before you hum and ha. Joe Dirt's an alright film. <laughs> Joe it's Dirt. not very good. No, it's not. But it's alright. Tommy Boy is an alright film. It's not great. I know it's not great, but it's still it's an alright film. Black Black TV's a whole different kettle of fish. We're not talking about TV. I'm reviewing a movie. I'm associating with a movie. Black Sheep is an alright film. The Australian film with the, the no, the that's shoot. New Zealand. New Zealand film, I yeah. I'll yeah. do another one again. Chris Farley. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beverly Hills Ninja. Beverly Hills Ninja. Dead Space Nine. It's Chris Rock. It's a work of art. It's Chris Rock. <laughs> it's Chris uh, Farley. It's Chris Farley and Chris Rock. Yeah, but the two Chris's. I don't care about David Spade. I care about Chris Farley. Chris is on Infinite Earths. <laughs> yeah, Chris. Chris is on Earth, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you really don't want to. Like Chris Columbus. <laughs> The triple Chris Pratt. Okay. It's also starring Christopher Biggins. <laughs> oh, it's Farley. Come and give me a big hug, it darling. Was, it was originally Chris Cross, but now it's Chris to the Cross. Music um, by Chris Cross. <laughs> that make you jump, jump. All right. Anyway. Film shit. The film's not bad, but I wouldn't watch it more than once. I wouldn't want to see it more often than I already have, and that's once. I don't want to see it. You do though. You're curious about it, right? No. Yeah, you're a little bit curious. It sounds. It sounds like 
I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to just be controversial here. Yeah. I'm going to probably piss off a lot of people, but um, Stephen King's not actually that good. I like some of Stephen King. If you fling enough shit at the walls, some of it will stick. Yeah, but he's done. He's done a lot of good. Tommy knockers. Okay. Yeah. Now you What's may that say one with the mouse eating time. That's Tommy knockers. No, that's not, not Tommy knockers. That's uh, the Langoliers. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Misery's good. Yeah. Three miles good. The Shining. The Shining's not Stephen King. Well, the film. <laughs> the book's nonsense. Cujo. Fucking Cujo is a classic. Yeah. Green Mile. Yeah, Green Mile's great. Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, but then you've got like, the Mist. Fucking nonsense. Like the Maximum Overdrive. Maximum Overdrive is a work of art. Christine. The greatest film ever made. Dark Half. Dark Half. It. It's terrible. It's a great film. Aha! Uh, uh-huh. uh-huh. Like 90% of it is a clown offering Tim, balloons to kids. And 90%, 90% it. of it is Tim Curry doing doing Tim Curry. Hmm. Have you read the book for it? No, I couldn't bother. I when Some I was younger, children I had children fingering each other. Stuff. When I was when I was very young, I had issues with reading. Hmm. Um, and the reason I had issues with reading was that none of the books apparently interested me as a young child. My parents didn't really have kids' books. So I was never taught, like, oh, here's a story, here's what you read and stuff. And if we did, they would be for my sisters. Mm-hmm. I was I was part of the time when they were poor, so we didn't really have a lot of that shit. So the only books that I had to learn to read were things like Stephen King. And I ended up, uh, the, the book that got me reading, the book that fixed all my issues and made me sort of quite an avid reader, was Stephen King's It, which I read at the age of seven. I don't know any of words in there like faggot and shit. Like, yeah. I'm seven. You must know those words when you were a kid. <laughs> I still remember reading the, the part like I couldn't get to it because it was just, you get to a point in the book and it just sort of feels like it's repeating and it's the fairground. The original, like the first 100 pages is a fairground. That looks like 7 million pages long. Yeah. There's a fairground they talk about and you have to get through that to really get to the meat of the story. The fairgrounds in the inciting incidents where the boy's brother dies, yeah. and they talk about this fucking boat and how they put it in wax paraffin so that it fucking it can go and it doesn't it's waterproof and it just fucking goes down, and it just the amount of detail is magnificent. So I'm not going to say that he can't write because the amount of detail that goes into this boat you can practically fucking see the thing, but you don't need to because mm-hmm. it's a catalyst. You don't need that boat to be associated with... And if you were to say it's a wax paraffin boat, paraffin was smeared on the, to make it waterproof, fine. That's all the detail you need to go into. But he talks about meticulously placing it on the edges and getting all that. And then later it's on, it's just like... Extra pages out, yeah, right? yeah, probably. It's like, oh, it's not big enough to be a doorstop yet. Um, yeah. But you get you get towards the end, and it's like, oh, here comes floating a boat. It's the exact same wax paraffin boat. If you just had wax paraffin boat, I'd know what you meant. Yeah. Instead, you gave me you gave me this. You gave me you gave me a ten centimeters of wax paraffin boat. I don't need it. I just need that. I just need oh, it's a wax paraffin boat. Remember his brother. Then you're done. Those are those two scenes connected. You've got the catalyst has returned. You can see it. That's, that's emotional significance. David Spade. Anyway, your turn. Okay, I'm going to review Disco Five. Boom. I've been playing that a lot the last couple of. Like days. What's um, your favourite disco song? Disco. I can do a disco. Oh. Disguise. Oh. Yeah. Um, disco Five is yet another extremely mechanics-heavy RPG from Nippon-Ichi Software. So get your wrenches ready. Um, these games are insane. Like they're they're incredibly overwhelming to anyone who doesn't know what they're getting into. 
Um, but like they never make a point of going, you really need to learn all these subsystems. You really should. They let you just worry about that later. They'll tell you how to do them, and then they'll be like, fuck it, you can carry on playing if you want. And the game, like, there's so many little details in it. Like, if the game gets difficult, you can play any level you want again. Some levels are designed to level boost it, and it makes it really clear that you can level boost them. Mm-hmm. Um, if you find your stats are a little bit behind, but sometimes when you finish a level, you get a prisoner. And if you interrogate a prisoner, you can turn them into a stat boosting formula. You get a couple of chapters in, you can access a cheat menu, and it goes, use the cheat menu. Just fucking use the cheat menu, you're a demon. Don't use the cheat menu. You can bump up your how much XP you get per fight. And it's just this game that's like brilliantly designed to never let you like be stuck. Like every time you think you can't finish a level, go do something else for a little while, you'll boost your character. You get item worlds which you can go into, which will make your levels stronger. Every single item's got a dungeon in it. And when you go through that dungeon, it boosts the power of the dungeon up. Yeah. Um, there's residents in the dungeon, they're called, and they're stat-boosting characters. So if you kill that character, the item gains a stat boost of a particular thing. Mm-hmm. So then you can get to things like combining those together and moving them to other items. Um, if your characters get a certain point and you want to make them even more powerful, you can regress them to level one and they inherit some of their stats, and then you can start levelling them up again. Can you and they'll be those even more powerful than they were before. Can you go back to your old levels to redo it? Yeah, you can just go to any level. But I'm talking about levelling your characters. Yeah, no, so you that's get your characters I mean. like level two thousand. Yeah, you don't will. you don't want level like one characters going back uh, going to like a level seventeen dungeon and say. Well, when you've leveled a character up to level one hundred, you're dropping back down to level one. That level one character is probably about as powerful as a level fifty. Would be. Oh, okay. So by the time you get him back to level one hundred, he's now more powerful than he ever was before. It's like it's crazy. I get like it. so many systems working together. It's like a generational system. Yeah, but it's really mental. And when you level a character down, certain characters who aren't storyline specific characters, like the generic ones, you can change their classes and stuff. Um, you can give your characters sub weapons now, which means that they can start learning skills that don't belong to their character type. So if they're a bow and arrow user, you can give them a gun and they can start using guns in battle as well. Wait a second. Opens up all sorts of possibilities. But the question is, why have a gun? Have an arrow where you can have a gun? Depends on what their um, affinity is for certain items. I know, but so they might be better. At I'm using thinking from a, bow a technical and arrow. perspective. They might be better at using a bow and arrow. But from a technical pers- perspective, on this. Well, bow and arrows can shoot in all directions. Guns can only shoot in a cross shape. So in a bow and arrow, you can shoot diagonally. So if you're because the game's on a grid. So you get like a circle around you that you can shoot the bow and arrow on. Okay, a gun okay. can only fire forward or left and right, but they're more powerful than arrows. Yeah. So there's all sorts of like tiny little systems in there. The game's freaking mental. Mm. Get the prinnies you can throw them and blow people up. You can play the game just throwing prinnies at enemies and blowing them up. For the people that don't know what prinny is. It's a soul of a damned human who's committed crimes, who now has to work as a slave effectively. Not total slave, they get paid, they get a sardine every month. Um, but they work as a slave until they're allowed to be reincarnated. Or die. Yeah, so you can you can re-level them to level... You can transmigrate them, as it's called, to level one and put them in a new body, yeah. if you want. Or keep them as a prinny, if you feel like just fucking with them. It's just a penguin. Prinny's a penguin. They look like penguins, yeah, but they're kind of like... They're stitched together things. Imagine like a, a bag shaped like a penguin with a soul in it, moving it around. Yeah. Um, and it explodes. Yeah, yeah, there's um free download content you can get for the game, which is a whole bunch of prinnies, each built towards certain specs. Oh yeah. Um, and one of them he's got his stats are one on everything except for his health. His health is like ten billion. Yeah. So when you throw him, prinnies explode and the damage they cause is half their health. So this dude's got like ten thousand hit points. So at level one in the game you can throw him into anything and blow him up. 
Um, I've been blowing up bosses with him, just like just starting the level, just going whoop, boom, block boss. <laughs> nice. Um, there's new features in the game, like there's an overload revenge system where your characters are linked to other characters. So if they like, if you use their mana to make another character, yeah, that's how you you know create new characters. Yeah. Because um, I think it's money in this one, I can't remember. But um, they have an affinity with that character. So if that character gets attacked or injured, that other character's revenge meter goes up. Yeah. And when it goes to full, they get an overload. And certain characters get super special powers when they're overload. So it might be something like healing everyone on your team, poisoning enemies that are nearby. Um, one of the characters can grow to three times his size, and he'll just walk around just crushing everything. So basically, Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you also get squads now, and you can chuck your characters in squads. And does that increase in affinity? It depends on what the squad does. Uh, some squads the more members you have the high, the higher stat boost that squad gets yeah um, there's one squad where you can only have three members in it I think and everyone from that squad will instantly be giant at the start of around three turns nice so if you've got a really small level they'll just wreck shop um, but it's just like it's crazy how much stuff there is in this game and it never feels overwhelming it's always got tool tips to fill you in on stuff there's tutorials every single place you can go to has a tutorial attached to it if you want to just find out how to do it in more depth. But you can just mess around. You'll get an item and go, I have no idea what this means. The description is nonsense. Try it and see what it does, and it can be something crazy. <laughs> is it something that you feel your real um, the real depth when it comes to you so easily because it's something that you've played before? I've played in the old games, yeah. But the first game still like does the exact same thing. Really? Yeah, the first game was overwhelming. It was crazy when that came out. This one's like ten times more overwhelming. But it's still... It still doesn't say you have to do this. Yeah, so it gives you the choice. Yeah. I like that, I you like can it. finish so... the game with never transmigrating. You yeah. can finish the game without ever grinding, really. You can cheat the system. Yeah. You could level one character up. I mean, my... Are people first time like players, for instance, are they going to be able to cheat the system? Or is this something mm-hmm. where you know, it's, it's going to be more difficult for them to do that, to, say, cheat the system, than it would be for someone who's played... Previous iterations. But if you play the previous ones, you instantly know what all the different things mean. But there is new stuff in there. Like the cheat menu's never been in there before, and that's yeah. weird. Because you can basically balance how much gold or mana or XP you get. And as okay. you play through the game, the further you get, the further you can move that percentage. So you can make it so you take 5% off gold and add that 5% to the XP. Yeah. So if you want to level faster, you can just take all the gold and whatnot off and bump it all onto XP and have 200% XP. Yeah. For every level. <laughs> nice. And then combine that with levels that have XP boosting things going on. And increase your possibility yeah. to earn XP and then this, earn... this is the only disguise game's pool's finished and he's managed to level characters level nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine on it. <laughs> which I've never managed on any of the other disguise games because it was he's, always difficult. He's already done. Yeah, he's got it in his head, he's figured it out. Because there's post game stuff as well, there's extra levels you can play through, like dungeons that are designed to be ridiculously difficult. Okay. Um they're such in depth brilliant games, I love them. And this guy five might be the best one. Uh, might be. I, I, I've seen you play a little bit of it. The only thing that's unappealing to me is the uh, is the storytelling style. The storytelling is silly as fuck. Yeah, it's just, it never takes itself seriously. Well, the, the problem is the problem is just block text. It talks. Yeah, it's tons of block text. There's voiceovers and stuff. Just tons of block text. There's there's not like a ton of uh, FMVs or anything like that on there. There's no um, animated things. I think it was for the end sequence. There's an intro thing. Um, but yeah, it's not intended to be like that. It's... But it doesn't really, yeah, it's just the problem is that when it's a big RPG, I like the story. I love being pulled into it. Or if it's if it's like Skyrim, I want to feel like... It's not an RPG like that, though. This is a I know, I know. It's game, game, I, know. It's almost... I know, I know. But just, I need that little bit of, like XCOM, even XCOM had a lot of that stuff that drew you into it. Because it gave you a back-end system as well as the front-end system. 
But this game's entirely like I mean the story stuff there is silly. It's like watching yeah. one of those dumb silly animes. Yeah. But um it's entirely mechanics driven. Mm. Like So it's all front end. It's all entirely yeah. mathematics and shit. Yeah. And that's craziness. that's fine. It's just it's not the type of game that I usually yeah, get. Into. Half the stuff the game does. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't want you to because I'll probably end up trying to play it and then just be like, you can turn monsters into yeah. weapons. Don't care. <laughs> Sounds like Dark Souls now. There's Geostones. Sounds like Dark Souls Geostones. one, two, or three. Yeah. There's another good thing in this one. It never has a game over. The old games like it was possible. But you can't complete it. You can't have a game over where you fail and have to oh. use your progress. It sends you back to the main world. The previous oh, games, it. there were certain boss battles. If you lost them. It would give you an end sequence and you have to start the game from the beginning again, but you can't keep your levels. Um, this one, instead, if you lose a certain battles, you might, you'll get an end sequence, but then the game will set you back as if you're carrying on with what you're doing and give you another chance. Just quite nice. It never makes you replay levels again, which the old ones did. But yeah, let's go out fight. Freaking good. Yeah. Love PS4. It. Yeah. Is it available on Xbox One? No. PC? Nope. One day, maybe, they're starting to release Nipponichi games on PC. I don't know what Nipponichi is. Nipponichi, they make loads of games. They make Chambara. Great. Um, okay, so my next review is going to be... Your mum. No, your mum. So deep. Oh, just... <laughs> no, my next review is going to be Super Meat Boy on the Xbox 360 and now Xbox One. Yeah. That's like 10 years old. Yeah, I so Super Meat Boy is a very simple game in which you, uh, you're you given an environment to traverse, you are a one-hit wonder, you can only get hit once, and being hit by anything from blades to blocks to, to buzzsaws. buzzsaws, you know, anything anything that can salt. hit you and kill you will kill you straight away. Salt, yeah. yeah. Um, that's the when it introduces salt, that's when the game gets nasty. It gets a bit dark, doesn't it? <laughs> um, I, like the, uh, I like the glass, broken glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, but the story goes that you are Super Meat Boy. You're called Super Meat Boy because you're essentially just a skinless monster. You're a lump of meat. Yeah, a lump of meat. Um, your Raw. your girlfriend is uh, Plaster Girl or Bandage Girl. Bandage Girl. There you go. Yeah. Um, and she has been the love of your life, but she's kidnapped by Doctor Fetus, yeah. who demands that you go through his treacherous, torturous trials to try and save your girlfriend. And it is fantastic. Yeah, it's probably the best platforming game that has been made for years. I love that game. Um, one of the great things about it on the Xbox One, holy shit, is it crazy. Hmm. Yeah, it runs really well. Yeah, it always has done. That's not necessarily true. Oh, God, yeah. it's always I had a few issues on the Xbox 360. Really? Yes. Your Xbox was probably... But, well, probably, a lot of them were. Um, yeah. The Xbox One, um, it, it looks fantastic. It, it plays better than I remember it playing. Bit more responsive, just feels immediate, and it's really good. Really, really like it. It's free right now on Xbox Gold. Yeah. It's free until the fifteenth. So if you listen to this now, you got four days. Well, no, it's going to go up on Monday, so they got two. You days. got two days, <laughs> and you better get it quick because it is fucking awesome. Yeah, most people have Super Meat Boy by now. Sure, I'm thinking it just appears on people's PCs. Well, I bought it originally. I bought it on yeah. release because yeah. it was it was like a tenner. Yeah, I got it on Xbox slowly in the sale yeah. at some point. It was like a, I think normally it was a 20 quid game. You could get Have a you seen um, Indie Game the Movie? Yeah. They go over the development of it. Yeah. Yeah, really good. Mostly Fez, though. Yeah, because Phil was a friggin' twat. Yeah. A I'm a, bitch. not a massive fan of Fez. No. It's a beautiful game. Yeah. But mechanically, I didn't feel like it was as significant as everyone seems yeah. to think it was. 
It was a nice idea. It was a nice idea. Nice it's looking game. Super Meat Boy. How that whole, like, is it Summer of Arcade? Yeah, yeah, and you had Miss Explosion Man and yeah. um, Trial Bike. Awesome. Yeah, Trial Bike. Super Meat Boy is like, work of art. Those guys also, like, I mean, they split off and done their own things here and there, yeah. um, but they did um, buy Vizac as well, yeah. which is, like, freaking amazing. You can always tell by the art style. Yeah. Is the Xbox got different music, the Xbox One version? No, it's the same music. So I know Danny Baranowski's had a bit of a falling out with the guys. Yeah, it's, it's not on Vine with Isaac. It's yeah, essentially the same out. product as before. It's just been made backwards compatible. Oh, so it's the Xbox so they've released it as yeah. the Games of Gold game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's fantastic. I give it a four on Tom Atkins. Um, it's hours and hours of fun. When you unlock other characters, it's even more fucking mm-hmm. fun. Adds in like Bit Trip Runner and people like that. Yeah, Bit Commander video in yeah. the game is brilliant because you yeah. can glide over yeah. things. So you can press, you can press the, but then later on the levels compensate for that by having blades shot out whilst you're trying to jump between yeah. blades. Yeah, they fall about all this. Yeah, <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. Uh, but it's really, really good. It's free. You should download it immediately. If you own an Xbox One or a free Xbox 360, it's highly recommended. The Xbox 360 one doesn't have the fan made level, which does it. It's only got, yeah, it's only got the, um, it's got the Dark Horn. That's the only other place you can go to. The, the evil, the much harder versions of levels. Um, so I've got the PC version as well, and that one's got fan-made levels, and they're ah. fucking brutal. Because they don't have that. Yeah, because they're just. It's like Super Mario Maker. You get those crazy levels that are just insane and unfair. <laughs> like, and or the yeah, the auto levels. There's nothing that's quite as precise as Super Meat Boy. Uh, there is. There are the games out there. Mario plus, and things like that. Mario has a similar mechanic. M plus is probably like the only game that comes close to being as fast and precision. Based platforming. Like Super Meat Boy requires you to do some insane stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, you need a good analog stick. You do. Yeah. Or an unbroken controller. Yeah. <laughs> Mine drifts to the left. It didn't <laughs> help. <laughs> so you done that? I'm done with that. It's a full on Tom Hankins. It's great. Yeah, it's great I'm really, really a fan. I'm going to get right back into it. It's one of those things where I'll just I'll play it for hours again. Yeah. Right. Well, my third review is going to be. Uh, or shall I go? Let's go with Teenage Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows. It's <coughs> good response, good response. Well, I've um, now seen this. Yeah. I can talk about this. Yeah. Um, the first, the last Teenage Ninja Turtles film was messy. Ugh. It wasn't great. It got some things right, but it wasn't offensive and it ended in 90 minutes. And that's really good to me. Do you know what my favourite scene in the, uh, in the other one was? The only scene that I can actually distinctly remember. What? The rap scene in the elevator. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the only scene I can distinctly remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the the film was like, it was a fart, and it was yeah. like, out of the shadows is really really silly and dumb, and it knows it is, and it just like it doesn't at any moment make you go like it doesn't at any moment try to pretend it's anything other than a cartoon on film. Like yes, yeah. Like there's no build up to Crane oh. being revealed. He literally just goes Crane, yeah, like that. Um, there's no fanning around with that. Bebop and Rocksteady just get turned into Bebop and Rocksteady. Because they have Warthog and Rhino DNA, DNA in ancestral history. Dumbest thing ever. Um, yeah, fucking stupid, but yeah. Casey Jones, they sort of changed his backstory a bit and stuff, but I quite yeah. like how they did Casey Jones. I thought, he remind, he made me think of how Arrow probably should be by now in the in series. He annoyed me. Fun. He annoyed me in the original series because I always thought to myself, this guy needs a job. Yeah. It's not feasible for him to keep affording baseball bats and hockey sticks <laughs> if he doesn't have a job. Yeah, they keep making him a slacker. He was a corrections officer in one of the comics. And this one, he's like a police officer who works for the... He works for corrections. No, he works for corrections. Yeah. But, um, so there's bits of that there. I thought, yeah. I thought Megan Fox was actually quite good in this one. 
She is, she is she right. Yeah. It's, There's yeah. that whole sequence where she's working undercover and she yeah. changes her costume and stuff. That was like, oh, that was quite cool. I liked the uh, I liked the the whole idea that if she just knew a little bit of nerdy shit, yeah. Baxter Stockman was like, oh, <laughs> Tyler Perry. Speaking yeah. of fucking performances out there, ask Tyler Perry. Stand up, <laughs> sir. You finally acted. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, that's so exciting. I quite like they got the characters of the turtles right again. I thought they yeah. were quite good. Um, which is the, probably the only thing that they got nailed in the first in the last film was that the turtles did feel at least like the turtles. They looked stupid. You get over that fairly quickly. Um, but there's a lot more of this like banter between people going on. Like when they have Casey Jones in the sewers and he sees the rat and they're like, okay, get real low, just pounce on it. That felt the problem with that was uh, he immediately went from seeing these things he's never seen before. Yeah, not accepting the rat. Not accepting the rat. And also believing straight away that these giant talking monstrosities are not leading you into some sort of trap. Yeah. Oh, um, it's like, what's a fucking plane flying over now? You are some. Um, do you think, agree with me, there is one scene there which is comedically perfect? Yeah, well, you really tell me. Yeah. For the camera. Yeah. In the room. Um, to describe the scene, he goes into the room, he thinks he's being a spy or some shit. He, there's a little no, moment where he, no, he's, no, okay. he's, he's sneaking around, he's pulled the guard off to one side. There's about five minutes of him building his confidence. He's like, yeah. Vernon, come on, you used to be a cameraman, go into cameraman mode, yeah. do it. Cameraman yeah. mode, now! He's eagle. But um, there's a whole thing like physical comedy where he's like climbing on the chair, it's a wheelchair, he keeps swinging off. But then he yeah. starts to pull the cable and it goes around, like all around the place, he's following the cable to where it goes and it ends up just dropping down to a box directly yeah. underneath. That's already he open, he just pressed <laughs> the thing, it opens up. Yeah. yeah, that was like a comedically... Perfect. That was like a friggin' um, Inspector Clouseau scene. Not only, not only did it open it and it was fine, there was no lock. It was also a Mac Mini, <laughs> and then they could just put a USB in. Yeah. It was like, fuck. So, um, yeah, the film's stupid as hell, and it, like, and I quite like that they've just gone, you know what, the turtles are out in daylight now. Fuck it. Like, no, no, they're not. Event- yeah, they do. By the end of the film, they're just like, we're turtles. And everyone's like, okay, cool. Yeah, they're not <laughs> like that to everyone. They are. Well, the police chief, isn't it? Yeah, but people saw them in the streets. They were walking around and being. Yeah, but it was all cordoned off by police. Yeah, but people were watching them. <laughs> people were there. They're like, "What the hell is that shit?" <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought it was a really fun, stupid film. <laughs> I liked it in the same way I liked GI Joe Retaliation. It was. Um... Don't don't do that. I like GI Joe Retaliation. GI Joe Retaliation is a better movie. Yeah, well, it's great. It was a work of art. It has got the best performance of all time. From the president in that film. No, nope, Bruce Willis. <laughs> McClellan's a bit high. Yeah. It's like it's like Bruce Willis. Look, we don't want you bitching about your real life here. Come on, play the part. McClellan's a bit high. A little bit sad. Bruce Willis. He's a bit like Batman yeah. at this point. But, um, yeah, I enjoyed Out of the Shadows. It's not brilliant, but it's I, I can watch it again. I agree for the yeah. most part. <laughs> there are issues I have. Oh, don't worry about plot and shit, man. No, no, it's not even plot. Not even plot. Um, two things. Not enough wood on it. No. <laughs> no. One, if you're going to call a film out of the shadows, yes, they should be out of the shadows. I don't agree that they were completely revealed. I understand that you you interpreted it as they were completely revealed towards the end. I didn't. Yeah, not to the public and such, but no. they're, not, they're not hiding as much as they were. No. But they're essentially they're superheroes. That's yeah. what now. That's yeah. it. Um, so people like know they exist, they just don't know because they say certain the people turtles say today it was like on the news and yeah, stuff. Certain people know they exist. Yeah, but um, that's that's that that's it. That's it for like sort of uh, plot. The other the other side of things, the original film, you felt Michael Bay's 
claws. Yeah. Digging into the movie a lot. In the design of Shredder. Yeah. He was um, a fucking transformer in that. In the light, the fucking the, the lens flares. The teal and orange The teal and orange. The turtles are fucking green. The overly dark yeah. scenes for no reason. Um, and I thought this film had escaped it. Yeah. I, I watched a Casey Jones hockey... Well, I watched a Casey Jones uh, skate chase in which he converted an office chair into a pair of rollerblades yeah. and skated away from Rock City Bebop. And I was like, fuck it. I think he should have worn the mask more in the film. Yeah. Like, there was that funny bit where he goes to talk to Aiko O'Neill and he can't hear him because it's covered yeah, in the mask. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but uh, I like that stuff. I like all that. I don't like the Technodrome coming out of a tiny portal and, <laughs> assembling, and assembling like a fucking Transformer. Yeah. Because it looks just like Transformers. Yeah. It could have just been a special effect from one of the Transformers films that I, I just was too brain dead to realise. But it's I didn't like that. Look like Transformers at the end now. They've all got to have a light well, going up in the sky. Just have, just have a thing shoot up, and instead of that, just have like, make it really stupid because you're already going for stupid. Make it really stupid. I was kind of hoping the Technodrome would end up buried under the ground. I was hoping that it would just the fucking the beam would shoot up, and you'd have a power module that connects wirelessly to these two things that hit two buildings, hmm. and the Technodrome just starts ecking out really slowly, yeah. and that'd be. <laughs> just starts drifting out of the portal really slowly and I think that'd be great hmm. um, and then the other thing that really annoyed me is did Michael Bay see the original design for Krang's robot body and go no he didn't have much to do with this one I don't think he must have done because that thing is straight up transformed by that, the end that Krang body looks like the one from the recent comics the IDW comics but it didn't in the trailers do you not remember the trailers no he looked like in the trailers no in the trailers he was pink yeah, he has the pink head at the end. He wasn't like completely pink or anything. Yeah, but he had loads of pink. In this, he's mostly he's metal. Sort of fleshy stuff going on. He's barely any. But he looked like in the trailers, he looked like. The... And he had the stupid little fucking pipe head. Yeah, he doesn't have the regular head until the end. Because when he's when he's getting ready to fight yeah. and everything at the end, you see the head getting lowered on. Yeah, it's like a human head for some reason. And like when and he it's like flat, gets his arm knocked off and just gets an even. <laughs> like, no, no, yeah, the Michelangelo. He's he's literally rearming. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. Uh, I see. My problem is, I think that I'm. I I'm looking for Michael Bay's influences. Yeah, I don't I'm think he had much. I'm of seeing them a lot in this film. I don't know. I wish that they could just. I wish Michael Bay would just be like, "Here's the fucking money. I'm gonna piss off and do Transformers '76, and I'm gonna get Michael J. White to fucking uh, to Michael J. White sorry to pop out and fucking drop kick a robot. I don't care anyone. Just give it a fuck. I would watch the Transformers films happily if Michael J. White was in it. Um, but what I want you to do is I want you to just make films that people are going to like. You, you almost did it. You almost did it. There's almost a near-perfect, stupid, silly movie with turtles in it. You are very close. But do better. And this is me cutting that leash. Was he directed this one again? Uh, it wasn't Justin Lin, was it? Was it? I can't remember. Whoever he was, he was a fan of the 90s cartoon. Like, the film even ends with friggin' Turtle Power and the theme tune from the cartoon playing on it. But, um, yeah, I liked it. 10 out of 10. <laughs> yep. Um, my score is 67. All right. All right. review your, is it your fourth thing? Third. Because you went first. Oh, shit. Yeah, so you That means you've got to think of what's going to be the finale review. Yeah, it's fine. I got something. Well, you've got something special. I've got something that's interesting. Okay. Uh, oh, that's not special then. <laughs> Uh, all right, so I I'm going to review this week. What are you doing? What? 
put my phone back. Because my brother said, got a catch email. Oh, his phone also corrected. Ah. <laughs> I'm talking about his Pokemon. That he somehow has 148 fucking Pokemon on Pokemon Blue. I'm outraged by that. I don't think I've ever got 76. I'm outraged. I'm going to review. I am going to review next. Fuck. I can't think what I'm going to review. Oh, that's good. That's really good. Well, the thing is, I've played a lot of games. I played UFC 2. Um, I didn't like it. Okay. Sure Alright, well, I'll talk about UFC 2 then. <laughs> UFC 2. Uh, EA still hold the rights to the UFC franchise, so we're getting a UFC every few years now. Kind of nice. I yeah. prefer the old Undisputed series. A bit more mechanically sound. Uh, but now we've got the new UFC, and I don't like it. Racist. Transition systems change. Yeah. And when it comes to a fighting game, it's something like change. It's like reuse um, Fireball. Yeah. You know, uh, it's not Shoryuken, what is it? Hadouken. Hadouken. <laughs> Um, it's like Ryo's Hadouken and Ken's Hadouken. Everybody knows how to do them. It's sort of in your blood. And no matter what the controller you're playing on, you know the specific moves and buttons to do that. Yeah. Super easy. UFC should be much like that. I spent a long time playing UFC from God, 2015, 2014. It's a great game. I played the Dreamcast UFC game. It's terrible. Oh yeah, yeah it's awful. <laughs> um, but anyway, so they've been they've been good. I played Mark Coleman. I actually did a Mark Coleman world touring, which I took on every heavyweight and light and light heavyweight as Mark Coleman and beat them. And in Southland, I beat every heavyweight. There's a few of those fights on my YouTube Mark channel. Mark Coleman, terrible. Is that why he's uh, Mark Coleman's the oldest character in the game? Yeah. He's... So I used to like playing through FIFA and winning the World Cup as Qatar. Yeah, like, <laughs> stuff like that. This is great. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, so um, and I can't do that anymore. I think Mark Coleman's gone now. Oh. So that's no good. Um, but also, it just doesn't feel the same. The... It's got CM Punk in it, hasn't it? Yeah. It? yeah. Yeah, which is weird. Yeah, he still hasn't had a match, and Brock Lesnar's going to have a match in UFC in a couple of weeks. I know. Before CM Punk has had his debut. <laughs> but anyway, um, it's it's weird. Yeah. It just doesn't feel right. There's something about it. Um, I'm not quite a fan. I didn't really delve too far into the controls and stuff to see if I could change the transition system. Yeah. Because, you know, when you change that, usually you end up with something so much fucking worse. Yeah. Or it'll be a watered-down version of what you know. It won't really work. It'll just be like a different skin to what you're already doing or it's told you to do. Yeah. And I'm just I'm I'm just a little bit done with UFC for now. I don't think I really... I bought it reasonably cheap. <clears throat> and then I think I traded in at CX for more money anyway. So it doesn't matter to me. But when it comes to the game itself, yeah, I, I think it'll matter to fans that they're not getting that experience. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I give it... I give it a... You can't even decide what you're going to give them. You spend ages, can't decide... I give it a point. Michael Caine in The Last Witch Hunter. <laughs> Was he in that? Yeah. Oh. The scenes that he's in, Ray of Sunshine. Yeah. Hello, Mr. Mr. Bruce. Yeah. Hello, Master Bruce. He doesn't say Master Bruce. No, he doesn't. He says, hello, Vin Diesel. Hello, Vin Diesel. Hello, Elijah Wood. Look oh. at you. Elijah Wood was in as well. Get those witches. It's a great film. Jesus. You know nothing, Vin Diesel. Um, but uh, when he's on screen, when he's alive, because he's in a coma for a lot of that film, when he's alive and on screen... Are you sure he was in a coma? Yeah. When he's alive and he's on screen, it's a ray of sunshine. You kind of get a feeling there's a... Mm. There's a certain level of... Uh, oh, God, what's the word? Oh, for fuck's sake, what is the word? He brings a level of class to the movie that he just doesn't deserve. Class? Yeah. So when you see the game... You'll think this looks great when you actually play it. It's in a coma. No, oh. that's my review of UFC Two. Like a baby. 
So, um, my last review, somewhat controversial, is um, going to be Warcraft. The beginning, apparently, is still over here. Um, it's just released in the US, and people seem to be loving it, except the critics. All the critics hate it, the fans seem to love it. It's weird. Um, I, I enjoyed it. It's not the best film ever made, and uh, it might be a little bit tricky, maybe, for some people who aren't into Warcraft, but then again, everyone loves comic book movies, not everyone reads comics. Differences are a universal message. Yeah, but there's a thing in this. It's all about how there's not black and white on each side in this. Apparently some of the critics have problems that not all the orcs are evil. Don't get angry. It's weird. I don't don't this. get don't angry. angry. <laughs> Review <laughs> the thing. Don't but it's take me. it to a personal place. Cause I'm not taking it to a personal place. I'm saying I don't understand... Take off the Nazi outfit before you start talking. <laughs> I don't understand why some of the reviews I've read have had a problem with the film having... Like good and bad people on both sides. I don't think that's a problem. And I think that's an interesting way of doing it. It's a mesh. They like they couldn't understand why the orcs were depicted as people in times. Um, the villain Nick Goldan is like a genuinely cool villain. Like I say, cool. He's an arsehole. absolute arsehole. Um, but I was like, physically thinking maybe I'm mad. Maybe I'm mad for liking this. Mark Commode liked it. He did a review. He doesn't know anything about Warcraft, and he was like, I really enjoyed this. I, he said he found himself getting quite attached to the characters because they had all these nice little character moments. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I was saying when I came out of it. There's all these little moments where like one character toys with the other one for his own personal amusement, like because they're buddies. Like you know, where Lofar, who's played by some guy with a dodgy accent, he's got a really weird accent. Um, Is that the guy from Vikings? Possibly. But um, yeah, he reaches to help one of the guys get up, and he just moves his hand away just to mess with him, so he doesn't help him up. Um, whenever there's a big fight yes, sequence, cool. yeah, no, he's a bit of a dick to him. Um, it's funny though, because he doesn't deserve it. He abandoned his post as a as a, a magician in the Kieran tour. Um, but yeah, there's um, they explain it during the film. It's all explained. It's all explained. Glenn Close turns up. That's nice. What? Yeah, she's got a cameo. Yeah, she's a mystical person. Um, but yeah, like when you get an action sequence and it's orcs versus humans. It's really entertaining because it's like, you know when you play a game and you're way overpowered for the level you're at and you're like just smashing everything in your path because nothing is a challenge anymore? I don't play nerd games. You do. You play freaking Dark Souls. It's about as nerd as it gets. Yeah. Um, this is like when you watch these fights, the orcs are literally just smashing every person they come across with their hammers and axes. Like one guy gets clobbered in the head and his like entire helmet squashes and it's entertaining. It's just, it's not a smart film, it, but it does a really nice sort of nicely weave story going on. Mm. Um, I don't get the people saying that it doesn't explain things. I think it did a really good job of explaining things. There's some stuff that it repeats too much as well, I'd say. But um, I think it does a really good job of making sure you know what the character's alignment is and what their goal is, and then letting it get on with it. There's some nice, like... Um, the first scene you see Lofar in, he's being given a new weapon that the dwarves have invented, and it's a gun. They never had guns before. They're called boomsticks, mm -hmm. but they just invented the first boomstick. It's really ornate because the dwarves love ornate-looking things. Cool. Um, he uses that to shoot Blackhand's hand off. Blackhand's played by Clancy Brown, which is nice. 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 Yeah, he gets his hand blasted off. The result of that is um, he gets his arm cut off because now it's all like fucked up and shit, and he gets given this big old claw. 
And later on in the film, he uses that claw to kill Lothar's son in front of him. When Lothar can't get to him, there's like a magical barrier between the two of them. He's like, ha, and he's like, ha, in your face. Killed your son, mate, in it. Um, and then the film, not to spoil it, but there's a conclusion at the end where Lothar and Black Hand end up having a duel against each other. Cool. Um, bit of an Indiana Jones moment, but that parallels the first scene of the film. Boomstick. Where you had, um, not the boomstick bit, but a scene that comes up before the title sequence where you have an unnamed orc and an unnamed warrior facing off against each other. Because this battle's been going for years. But it wasn't always this way. That's how the film starts. But the film ends with Lothar fighting Doom uh, Blackhand, who's like, he's been fucked up by now. He's been infected with the evil fell magic, and he's all like, his big old, he has like dragon skulls for shoulder armor, and now his skin's like weaved into the drag, just dragon armor. So he's okay. fucking evil. But I just love that they had like, they didn't try to tone down the look of anything. They made it look like the video game, so it's bright and colorful and bulky, and like the armor is fucking ridiculous on everyone. People are carrying swords, which are as long as they are, and I like that they didn't they didn't hold any of that back. And I get that it's probably not going to be brilliant for people who don't know their fantasy, but I think if you've watched Lord of the Rings, you'll be able to get the tropes. Mm. If you've played Warhammer, you'll definitely know what's going on because Warcraft is secretly a ripoff of Warhammer. Um, I don't think it's too impenetrable, and I've been watching people commenting on it now, like. On Game Facts, we've been talking about, and everyone's going, you know, I didn't think it was that bad. Like, at the worst, most people are going, it's average. And I can say, yeah, I can see people saying it's average. There's a couple of CG moments where, especially fur on the walls, which look a little bit wonky. Yeah. But, like, the close-ups of the orcs is, like, some of the best CGI you've ever seen. Like, it's, it's incredible. Like, it really is genuinely superb. But for fans, they'll get more out of it, obviously, because they're going to recognise things, but that's, that's no different to someone watching an Avengers film and getting a tiny little reference to a thing that happens in it. Like when they chuck a little, you know, like the people who watch the newer X-Men film, they never name Jubilee, but all the X-Men fans know that's Jubilee. Jubilation Lee. Jubilation Lee, yeah. They never name her in the film. She doesn't, I think she has one line of dialogue. Jubilation Lee. I'm Jubilation Lee. Don't they? Yeah. But you don't know who she is. Jubilee. Yeah, She's but, Jubilation but Lee. I'm not an X-Men fan. Yeah, but you have no idea who she that's is. Like, that's like comparing this film to uh, X-Men and saying, oh yeah, everyone's name is Mr. T-Orc or Mr. A-Orc. No, because I'm saying, like, people don't know who she is. If you're, if you're not a fan of X-Men, you don't know what, who Jubilee is, what her character is, and all this sort of stuff. I'm saying that's that sort of, there's this little thing in there where it's like little extra stuff for certain people. But they explain all the characters who are important, but Jubilee does nothing in that X-Men film. She like turns up for about three scenes and then gets arrested. Does orientation. But um No, this film's like there's like just little references here and there. Like you see a Murloc, which are just little weird. People fish live under the ground. Oh. They're the uh, they're the mutants that live under the ground, so they're not attracted enough. No, Murloc. You say you say Murloc, I say Morlock. Murloc's are little fish dudes. And they go rrr, 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 rrr. Oh, okay, so they're like the things with a tail but they've got two arms. Yeah, little tiny things, they Yeah, like that exist in real life. They look like skippers. <laughs> Mud skippers. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. The little fish dudes. But um yeah, I think I apparently it's doing really well in China. It's like <laughs> breaking box office record. So we're getting a sequel. In China, basically yeah. everything that everything that comes up on screen, you know how we read it, it's like we must show our people like they're each other go, The Chinese will rise yeah. But it's <laughs> right made, it's probably gonna here. make enough money in China to get a sequel. No way. It will. It's done hundred and forty nine million in like three days. Great. That's, that's the more marketing. than Fast and the Furious that's, Seven did. That's the marketing budget done. That's more. That's more than Fast and Furious Seven did, which yeah, is the highest grossing film in China so far. Yeah, but that's 
that's a drop in the pond. No, not compared to not doesn't really matter. Like Transformers didn't make the last Transformers film didn't make anywhere near as much money as it did in the US than it did for the previous films. In China, it made like six hundred someone million in its run. That's like enough to get a sequel. Doesn't matter. Well, weren't there like a bunch of pandering scenes in the last one? Though, yeah, there was. Yeah, but this one has. This one people love MMOs over there, don't they? They love Warcraft. But anyway, people I, are employed to get money <laughs> in the game. That's all they do is farm money. I think it was really pretentious them to call it the War- Warcraft the beginning. It's only that in the UK apparently. It's still fucking stupid. I don't know why they changed that. Duncan it's, Jones doesn't know either. Duncan Jones is just fucking. I love the man. He's done some great movies. Moon and Source Code. Mm. Uh, last ten years they've been standouts. Yeah. And then this came along, and I really. I really wish I could say I want to see it. I just fucking don't. I have there is no ounce of my body that actually wants to sit there and watch this. I don't. I can't explain to you why. It's just I've never been that type of person. I tried watching. I, I saw the Lord of the Rings. I What's saw fantasy films. It's a fantasy film. Just think of it as just another fantasy. I film. tried. I really tried. Just have a prejudice because you try not to be a nerd. No, I don't have a prejudice because I'm a massive fucking nerd. I'll tell you all about Captain America. You said a minute ago you're not a nerd. I was joking. <laughs> I just, I have no interest in seeing this. I have no interest in this shit for some reason. I just, and I think that, yes, it might be related to my, my disinterest in something like an MMO and my, my just, I don't, I don't want to give money to this. I don't want to be part of what this is. Like, Warcraft, to me, is, it's always been that game and I've always been prejudiced towards Warcraft because... Which Warcraft? There's been multiple Warcraft games. World of genres. Warcraft. The Warcraft that this is based Are on. Warcraft strategy games? I don't want really to. Good. Because Command & Conquer was a Warcraft. It was like my Warcraft. That was a great game when I was a kid and I loved it. Even into Warcraft? No, cannot. I've tried. It's boring. Play Starcraft? That's good. I played Starcraft 2. Yeah. Didn't really like it. Oh, we've not played the first Starcraft game. No. That's a seminal work of strategy games. So is Command and Conquer. I don't know. Yeah. Like Red Alert, maybe. I played Red Alert. I like yeah. Red Alert. Anyway, the Tiberiums. No. They're great. Um, anyway, so yeah, I uh, I just I have I just have no fucking interest. I really like I've tried. It makes you angry. I have so little interest, and I recognise that. You should watch it. Your well, penis. But you spent years playing the MMO. Yeah. You spent years. But I know fuck all about the law. <laughs> I had to research stuff after this film came out so I could get my facts straight. I don't want to have to do that. Yeah, but I only did it because I was like, I'm sure they've changed something. Something doesn't fit right here. It, what, that's the script. Like, written by... Duncan Jones is a genius in my eyes. But they've, what they've done in the film is they've taken a bunch of events that in the lore of the Warcraft backstory, stuff that happened in the first game, pretty much, they took a couple of events that were spread over years and chucked them all into one weekend. So they've changed a whole bunch of things. Certain things happen a different way. Certain characters die at a different point, but the means of their death is the same. Yeah. So they've it's changed given time to grow. So even like relationships like, have been yeah. like it's a whole forty-eight hours. Like. Yeah. But like, no, it's like the the effect of them is the same thing. So like when one character dies and it has an effect on the rest of the orcs, that now they think, oh, maybe our leader's not this great. Hmm. It means the same thing. So it's like. They've managed to make the same meaning, so even if you're a Warcraft lore nerd, and they they, they are the weirdest bunch. Those are right. obsessed with Don't them. talk your people down. Freaks. But, um, you just said you like know that you've stuff. You could take one of them yeah, just to find no, out. No, I only researched stuff for this, because I was like, I'm sure, because I wanted to find out, like, um, the main friggin' guy not Doom Hammer, Duratan. Him and his wife Draka, they have a baby. 
And I was like, I'm sure that baby's important. And it's Thrall, who turns up in later Warcraft games. <coughs> that little baby that they send down the river, like Moses. And it's got fangs. Well, you get to be like, what level of fangs? Oh, right. They're orcs, they're big old monster things. Why would they pierce their fangs? Because it's cool. But no, weaken the fangs. So uh, make it harder to use them as a tool. Anyone. They don't need to bite anyone. But surely that, like, if you lost a hand... They've got... Their hands are, like, bigger than most people's heads. Yeah, but heads. the swords are bigger than the fucking people in this Yeah, in but this the orcs are bigger than yeah, the swords and people. <laughs> the swords are still as sharp and as big as people. Doesn't matter, orcs are fucking... Oh, so how do they lift those? Doesn't matter. It does. doesn't matter. Because it works in a video game. All yeah. that stuff works in a video game. When you see, it in a, you see it in a film, it's silly. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yes, it does. It's like... Pacific Rim. It picks up a fucking boat and hits the monster. Yeah, but Pacific Rim, the boat is still the same size no, as you'd expect. No, the boat isn't. If you actually look at what size the boat is, the boat is about the size of a truck. It should be about 400 foot longer. They actually made the boat way smaller than it's supposed to be, and it didn't matter. Because all that mattered was he was picking a boat up and smacking a yeah. thing in the head of it, because it looked cool. But that was one scene. That's not a whole movie. <laughs> Pacific Rim's full of stuff like that. I know, but Pacific Rim's great. It seems where they tried to convince you Charlie Hunnam's an actor. But the difference <laughs> they is... They get him acting The difference weird. is that someone went, hey, you know what's cool? Godzilla. You know what we need? We need Godzilla in the US. Nah, China. Nah, Mexico. Nah, everywhere. Let's get it everywhere. It's... Uh, it's all across full of stuff. We just, just don't worry about it. It's cool. There's a giant wolf. Who cares? The orcs are sitting on wolves, giant wolves, and riding them around. That's fucking awesome. That's not awesome. That's stupid as shit. It's brilliant. <laughs> so fucking stupid. Is it any more stupid than fucking Legolas surfing his way down an elephant? No, track? that's just as stupid. But I'm not saying that Lord of the Rings is the perfect movie. I'm saying Lord of the Rings is better than Warcraft, even though I haven't seen probably Warcraft is. yet. It's probably a lot better than Warcraft. But Warcraft is. They have three movies to tell. I imagine. Story. I imagine people go on a walk. No, no, it's a really good, like, I like, see, my thing is that, that where you're saying there's never been this characterization, there's never been, like, this, this, uh, like, the orcs are, like, fucking with people and shit like that, there has. There's been that in a million different Do the films. orcs in Lord of the Rings have little nice character relationships going on? No, no but they didn't, but that, I'm not saying Lord of the Rings, I'm saying everything else. Look at, okay, so, character interaction between, like, the heroes and the people and the stuff. Compare this to 1987 Shane Black written Monster Squad. Monster Squad? Monster Squad. There is a storyline in the whole of Monster Squad of a man fighting his fighting his uh, his um, inner beast, trying to become, well, trying to stay human. He's trying to warn people of his presence, the Wolfman. There's a scene in which he, crying down the phone, begs someone to kill him. The thing you're forgetting is that no one watched Monster Squad. Continues to try to kill himself. And this is a fucking kid's film. And then at the end, he gets shot by a child with a silver bullet and he thanks him in his last breath. Yeah, nice. That's better characterization than anything that's happened in Warcraft. Yeah, because Warcraft. I don't care! He's you don't watching. understand. You can't say this is, doesn't happen very often. Mark Moe like the characters in it. <laughs> I like Mark Camone, yeah. I do, but he's not always right, and he's film reviews right. are based on opinion. He's always right. And when... Harry Knowles liked it as well. That's Harry Knowles is a fucking moron! Yeah, he's an idiot, yeah. But <laughs> if you can go from Mark Camone <laughs> to Harry Knowles, and both of them enjoyed the film... If you can get like a midway point, so if you get yeah. someone who really doesn't look after themselves... What if Mark Cousins time? says he likes it? Mark Cousins? Yeah, the Irish filmmaker who did that story of film, the one that's 15 hours long. He friggin... What was it he liked? He watched something a while ago that was a really not, dumb film. He loved it. Do not know what you're talking about. 
Mark Cousins, he's a great filmmaker. I like The Final Girls. The Final Girls isn't a smart movie, but yeah. it's incredibly well acted. Yeah. It's really got heart. But... Walk past it. After it saps hours of people's lives and millions of pounds, it just seems like this could have been a fantasy film without the disproportionate weapons and all the shit that's related to Warcraft. But it wouldn't be Warcraft. That's the point. It doesn't need to be Warcraft. It could have been better if it wasn't well, it associated. It doesn't be Warcraft. It has to be Warcraft. No, it doesn't. It could be. It could be. It could be Orc Slayer, or it could be. Or it could be friend. But of then it Orc. wouldn't be Warcraft. If yeah, it's exactly. Warcraft. And that's what I want. I want it not to be associated you with this. Can watch a fantasy film for that. <laughs> and I think that that's my point. That that brings it all back to my point that I was trying to make. I think how I feel about Warcraft is how people in the 80s but probably felt. As a Warcraft felt. film, as a film, based on the property of Warcraft, recreating the look and the feel of the games, they've it's made exceeds. a Warcraft film. Yeah, it succeeds. That's what I'm saying. But why, it doesn't have to be for you. Yeah, I know, I know. But what I'm saying is... It'd be nice if they made a Transformers film that was like the Transformers. Yeah, or a Transformers film for me, because I think a lot more people would like it. You should watch the 1986 movie. Animated. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Too busy watching Zootopia for the same time. Year. Too busy no, watching Zootopia for the fifth or sixth time, because it teaches me about prejudice. And how I should hate rabbits. Transformers teaches you about how to cope with death by getting the matrix of leadership. And oh, I know how to cope with death. Strong. Every day I skirt that line very, very closely. I try and poison myself. I just, I can feel it sapping away. Oh, you, you review your. I feel thing. that Warcraft, to me, right now, is how Krull would have seemed to people in the eighties. Everyone loved Krull. No, they fucking didn't. <laughs> it was not well received. Of course it was. <laughs> but that's the thing. That's how this looks to me. It looks like Krull. I get the sense of Krull. I feel like this is Krull. And Krull had what you're saying. It had those relationships. It had those ideals. Like that that Cyclops, as as soon as he left his pack, as soon as he left that area where the Cyclopses lived, he was doomed to know when he would die. And he knew that he would die if he went on the adventure with these people. But he did it anyway because he could see that he was going to be best friends with Liam Neeson. And he died for those friends, and that's fucking awesome. That's a great movie. Krull is better than Warcraft. I feel you bad saying Warcraft. I'm going to watch Warcraft, and I will tell you my honest opinion next time. I, in fact, that's going to be a critical. You're special. going to go into it going, I hate Warcraft. No, I'm not. No, I'm not, because alcohol is my best friend, and it will wipe my memory of anything I've said tonight. No. So, my last review. It's rubbish, whatever it is. I played a Blizzard game. Topical, right? I played Overwatch. You play a nerd game for nerds. It's basically Titanfall. Isn't that fucking weird? It's not really Titanfall. It's kind Team of Fortress. like Titanfall. It feels a lot more like Titanfall than it does Team Fortress. It's Team Fortress. No. You see, the thing is, I would have agreed with you before I played it. Because I'd only seen people play it for a couple of goes before I'd actually... Titanfall's not like outlandish character-based. Titanfall isn't. Titanfall's not character-based in the slightest. No, that's true. It's more like Tekken meets Timefall. Yeah, it's got fun. The two teams go to war. Mm. Um, anyway, so uh, yeah, it's just a it's team based shoot 'em up um, in which you pick a character, much like a fighting game. <coughs> I think there's sixteen or twenty six. Can't remember. Uh, twenty four, isn't it? There's a new there's, character coming. Or there's quite a lot. Yeah, and all the DLC and all the maps are going to be free, which I like. Yeah, that's new. Fun. <laughs> you can buy loot crates. Why the fuck would I do that? Yeah, I no. still don't understand people that do that. Yeah. Anyone who spends money on a video game that you've already spent money on is a fucking idiot. Anyone who spends money on a free video game, like fucking 
Candy Crush is a fucking idiot. You're buying into this fucking stupid little addiction that you've developed because you want to gamble, but instead of gambling, you rather just throw your money into the air and go, look, I'm a cunt. I'm a fucking cunt. Have my cash. And it's the same on uh, games like this. I don't get the aesthetic. It's all aesthetics. None of it's unlockables that help the game. I know, because you, know, you can't be selling that. All of it's aesthetics. Well, no, you can't. That's your FIFA. Yeah. That's what, a different any game. Yeah. The FIFA game mode's like um, collecting trading cards. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, that's besides the point. I'm getting angry now. Stupid little pilly things. Don't want to get angry. What I want to do is I want to explain Overwatch, which, as a game, I am by. I don't like Blizzard. I just don't. Racist. No. No. <laughs> that's not why I don't like Blizzard. I hate black people. I like white people. Mostly white staff, so. Where's your logic there? Racist. Racist against Americans. <laughs> We're Americans. They're Romanian Americans. Uh, so, uh, yeah, well, Overwatch, shooter, squad based. You go into a match, choose a character, depending on your preferred skill. And then as the game progresses, situations may change. You may get taken out by a specific character that you know a counterbalance to. So, if someone is playing as Reinhardt, you might go in as Bastion and get rid of his shield. I wouldn't go with Bastion against Reinhardt. No, I definitely Reinhardt can. Reinhardt can bring the shield up quite quickly. Yeah, Reinhardt can bring the shield up. But if he's forcing the shield directionally towards your team and you go up into a high ground, become... You can use a sniper for this as yeah, well. Yeah, he's Widowmaker. Yeah. Um, but you can, you can still become a turret. Him. You could use a closed area, become the turret, and then shoot him from behind. When he turns to use his shield on you, you could then let your team go and handle the rest. Well, the but it's all, it's all squad-based. It's all yeah. being react like it's all reactionary changing and things like that. It's nice the people playing it knew that you should change characters every now and again. Yeah, because everybody seems to play as fucking uh, like the same characters. Everyone yeah. seems to play as um, Reaper. Playing, yeah, Reaper, because he's fucking hilarious. It's just <laughs> the worst fucking dialogue in the game. I had to mute it after 15 oh, minutes. I was done. There's a Twitter account called Reaper Names, which yeah. just has all the dark, gritty names people have queued all their characters. so fucking bad. Uh, but it's all in all... Yeah, Junk Rat's good. Um, <laughs> The game itself is really, really sound. It's really good. I can see, when I, when I compared it to Titanfall, much yeah. of that comes from the fact that each character has a special ability that charges up. Yeah. The more kills you get, the more you contribute to the team, the quicker that charges. But it's got the pacing and everything. It's, it's got the fast pacing. pacing jump it's all like five, five minutes, shit five minute matches, get in, get done, then yeah. get on to the next one. Um, and yeah, that, that charged up skill feels a lot like a Titan. Yeah. Because I use Titans in a different way than a lot of people do. I don't actually get inside the mech. Yeah, use them as like a yeah, I distraction the, or... I have the advanced AI, people. so it follows yeah. me around and it just yeah. takes out people. Yeah. And then what I do is I mount other titans to just shoot them down. while they're dealing with the yeah. yeah, and they just fucking take them down. Um, all yeah. in all, though... Uh, having swords in the next Titanfall game may make me want to be the robot all the time. I'm looking forward to that. I want um, to see if you can slice people in half with a sword. <laughs> that'd be really good. Yeah. They don't um, put Optimus Prime skin in that. They promised that to us. No, they didn't. That was an IGN. Okay. <laughs> One of the nice things about this, and one of the things that I usually hate Blizzard for, is the whole pay-to-play scheme. So you pay initially for the product, and then you continue paying for shit. I fucking hate that. I despise I it. What it is, man? I don't like World of Warcraft. Don't like the idea of World of Warcraft yeah, being. The like things that. with World of Warcraft is that, like, they were changing and updating and changing that game constantly. You like the game it was when it first came out is not what it is now in I, any way. I just don't care. It's just not enough to warrant that. There's not enough there to warrant oh, that. There's no. There's not. People have mastered Warcraft. People mastered Warcraft after a year. But there's no there's no other MMO that has anywhere near the amount of stuff that Warcraft has. But that's because half that shit is redundant. 
No, Wolkoff changed. Yeah, well, Almost about, all of it's redundant. They completely changed how like building characters works, how everything works. Like they keep changing it just to give you something new. But that's you coming as a fan. This is me coming from someone who's tried to play that game about five or six times and given it ten hours a time. I've tried, like I have tried, but it is just so bland. It feels really? empty. Warcraft? Yeah, all of it feels empty to me. Did you talk like, to anyone? When you click you on shit. Yeah, but see, talking to people and shit like that, you shouldn't have to do that for a video game. That shouldn't be the you first thing. Do any the dungeons. first thing, as soon as you get a sword, isn't like, well, I'm going to chat to the fucking bloke over here. Hey there, buddy, how you doing? Did you, you going do any dungeons or raids? No. PvP? Of course I didn't have 10 hours. Oh, dude. But uh, I kept trying. Hours. Kept trying. And I just couldn't get into it because it is a lot of like, learn and go and listen to people talk and then fucking go to this place and it's all made to make you spend money it's all made to make that shit last time nah. yeah yeah it's 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 fucking evil i like never that. spent any money apart from the subscription exactly but that's that's fun. all they ask of you that's the secret like the subscription costs you money because it's like it's like oh, okay so now you must go to lofford's cave you've gone to lofford's cave now read this riddle the riddle leads you to the chapel go to the chapel a massive team. Go do the. Oh my god, the fucking. I can imagine that people had, like, hadn't played it for months, didn't realise they had a subscription, went back into it and went, what the fuck did I do with this game for the last few months? Get rid of it. But I just. I. I, And I expected Blizzard to be much the same with this. I expected it all to be money. Money, money, money up front. So, like, oh, you want. They haven't done another game. Like, World of Warcraft. Do you remember Diablo 3? That's not an MMO, though. Pay to win. Like, you can pay to get rare loots. And oh, yeah, the auction house. They got rid of that. House. Yeah, all that Actually, shit was there for ages, though. They got rid of it about a year later. And then you've got things like... You've got things like, before that, you got StarCraft 2. I think they're, like, they're not chucking the game out there and abandoning it. They've constantly got teams working on the game. Yeah, but it's not like they're doing it as a passion project. They're doing it because they get more money. Yeah, they get more money, they keep making new stuff for the game. People keep playing it. Yeah, but they're not making anything new. They're not changing the board. They're not like, oh, here's a new MMO. They're like, well, 10 years on, no one's really fucking complaining, so let's just leave it. All right. Oh, look, there we go. Purple hats. No purple hats. You can die. You can die. So, what I was expecting when I went to Overwatch was something quite sinister, because I'd already experienced slightly sinister versions. Like, MMOs in general seem sinister to me. I don't like them. I don't like the idea behind them a lot of the time. Shut up. don't like the idea behind them a lot of the time. But, I went into this expecting something quite similar. I went expecting like, oh, here you go, you can have this skin for a fiver, or you can have the ability to go and level 40 for a fiver, or you do this, do that. You know, I expect that all to be in there, but it's not. It's quite cut and dry for now. For now, it's quite cut and dry. I don't think they'll change it too much. You're like, the only purpose of leveling is to get new items. And, and new items are a The more you play, you end up with, I mean, granted, most of the items are fucking catchphrases, and no Exactly, I don't care, like, that's fine. <laughs> I've got a all... legendary skin in one of my first games. <laughs> like, I was happy, I got a firefighter costume for me. I'm fine with <laughs> it, I'm never going to change costumes. I'm never going to do any of that shit, because I don't need to. Yeah, something quite nice. I don't fucking care, because I can't see my character when I'm playing the fucking game. <laughs> Who cares about that? People that actually just want to play a game. I don't get that attitude. Like, I so don't nice. understand. No, it doesn't matter. You get to see your character on the windscreen. And? Let's go. You, you just, you, all you're looking for is your fucking, because everyone else is playing as the same fucking character. They've all got the same legendary skin, so all you're looking for is your fucking username, that's it. I like them. They're quite nice. You can have a bastion that's got grass going away. Yeah, I've seen that. I just They're don't nice. care. 
I just don't care. And uh, but the game itself is really mechanically sound. It's really fun. It's really good. So I really like it. But I feel that sinister thing creeping in. Like they've said, all DLC and all characters are going to be free. It's never going to change. You pay for the game, you get the game. Yeah. But they said the same about Destiny. Did they? Yeah. No. Destiny, they were like, there'll be updates, there'll be season passes. Destiny was always like, there'll be big expansions every now and again. Yeah, which I thought was going to be included in the season pass. No. Like, I thought the season pass was going to... Because you know, like... Okay, so take... Uh, they was, talked a bit as like sequels would add to the game. And that's yeah, what we I find, consider Taking King as a sequel, but it's not I, really. No, it's just an add-on. And amazing. the way they charged for it was messy. And the way that they fucking cancelled out everything else you could do on the older versions was mm. messy. I paid 80 quid for a fucking... I'm never going to get over this. I hate Destiny mm. now. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, yeah, I like it. I like Overwatch. I like the idea of it. I like the way it works. I like everything like that. Don't like games like Destiny. I was expecting it to be more like Destiny. Nah, it's just a dumb shooter. It's just a dumb shooter slash fighting game. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, I like the fight because there's the whole the characters definitely the balance on the characters is crazy. Like yeah. some of the characters, everyone would go, oh, they're unbalanced as hell. But yeah. Bastion has weak spots, dudes. Like Bastion has a big old glowing weak spot on his back when he turns into a turret. Mm-hmm. You can shoot that. Yeah. Um, I don't like when Junk Rat runs me over with his wheel. That have you got it set. yet? I played. I played the beta for ages. I played a lot of games of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I even went keyboard and mouse for a while. I thought I'd give it a try. I gave up. I went back to the joypad. I don't think it's made for keyboard. Though. Yeah, I don't. Uh, it's actually one of the experiences. I could see someone playing like maybe Battlefield better with a keyboard and mouse than they do with a control pad. But what? this. It's funny you mentioned <laughs> Battlefield. So Battlefield is what I'll compare this. Compare this to, and I'll compare. And Battlefield involves switching characters mid game. No, 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 no. balance, which people don't do. Here you go. So Battlefield Four, which is the last great Battlefield they've replaced. Still, not to be Battlefield was Battlefield Bad Company too, which is fine. It's the best one. No, Battlefield Four. Anyway, Makes so sense. on the scale of on the scale of good Swedish people, on the scale of money um, and time and what you can expect from a product. This is the height of what you can expect for your money. Because you've got something that's going to be supported for a long time. It's going to, they're going to add stuff to it. They've already guaranteed they're going to add stuff Certainly to it. Certainly got enough players to not disappear like Battleborn did one yeah. day after it's released. Is that not... No one playing Battleborn. It's really terribly. <laughs> um, and it's not about a game. It's just difficult. Yeah. yeah. I like the look of it. I don't. It's got a weird sort of cartoon. Yeah, that's why I don't... <clears throat> that's why I don't like that. I like that games are colourful again now. Yeah, I like that as well. Sunset did that two years ago. Yeah, that's one of the things that's great with um, yeah. Overwatch. Yeah. It's got colours. Really bright, really smooth, really nice 60 frames. Big old fucking dragons flying from no, Look at Doom. Yeah. Fucking super colourful. Yeah, I like when you kill bad guys and Doom little icons come flying out of them. I want that more in games. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Overwatch. Uh, in terms of scale, so you've got Overwatch, there's, they're, they're going to cover it, they're going to guarantee it, they're going to like make yeah. sure that you're getting stuff from it. Then you've got Battlefield 4. Battlefield 4. I was a bit annoyed that I had Battlefield 4 40 quid on release. Yeah. And then you had Battlefield 4 Premium, which I got an offer for 25. Yeah, I had Premium for one year on Battlefield 3, I think. But you don't get it for a year. That's what's really good. Battlefield yeah. 4 has been supported through seven or eight map pack releases. Yeah. You get everything from that now if you're on um, EA Access on PC. Yeah. Which is quite nice. It's all constant updates. Yeah. Everything's coming through. EA Access is good money and value. Yeah. Um, and and that's really really nice, but then you go to something like Destiny. Yeah, Destiny's got it a bit outdated and backwards, I think. Destiny, you pay forty pound for a game, then you pay forty pound for a season pass. You buy skins, can't you? Then after a year, yeah. then after a year, you get another forty pound release, another forty pound season pass, mm. which 
if you buy those two items, you get the other £80 ones, yeah. which makes your customers angry that they spend that money. And then now we're getting another £40 release and then another £40 season pass, which is going to negate even more modes mm. and make it so that the original game just will not fucking work, I guarantee you. So, Well, they'll probably do what they did in Warcraft and make the opening areas super quick to get through so you can level up through all the old content as quick as yeah. you can. Like, you just start from level 50. Yeah. Um, and level boosts. That's the thing. They aren't... What are they doing? I don't think Overwatch will have anything like that because there's no... Like, there's no point to leveling. Leveling's no. just there so you get another... It's just break. to achieve stuff. Yeah, you get free items. But I just... So, totally, now, if you, were, if you were a massive fan of Destiny and you bought every limited edition... Digitally, I don't even know the fucking prices of the four the million pounds. Oh, like probably one hundred twenty. You have to mail Activision a child. Probably like one hundred twenty quid per yeah. like proper boxed collector's edition with a shitty statue. It's probably one hundred twenty quid. Never so buy special editions. Three hundred sixty pound for the for the total of Destiny so far. Possibly, yeah. <laughs> or two hundred forty if you buy digital collectors. I would mock that, but I spent about three hundred quid on Rock Band just on download content, so okay. I can't. <laughs> Um, but that's <laughs> 250 quid on drums that's <laughs> so you've gone 40 80 yeah. 240 quid minimum if you want all the shit yeah. 360 if you want those fucking statues what the fuck yeah. like and, and then like okay so to put this into comparison of something like an MMO if you were paying £6 a month to play uh, Warcraft yeah. £72 over a year so in five years you've spent what? Don't make me think about how much I spent. Three hundred sixty quid. Years. Three hundred sixty quid. Yeah. Five years of game for three hundred sixty quid, and for Destiny you're just about getting free. Maybe that's if they don't release a new season pass like two months in. No, I'd say that's the thing. Warcraft there was more game there. Yeah. From the beginning, and they added new areas and new dungeons and new battles and multiplayer modes, and then they reworked characters. So at least every month you were paying for it, something was changing. But yeah. You're texting on your phone instead of yeah. reviewing. Um, but I give this... Well, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit taken back by the amount of content. I'm, I'm a little bit taken back by the whole concept and the, the um, group they're all playing. I, I like this. And it doesn't feel like Blizzard. It doesn't have that sinister tone to it. Depends what you think of Blizzard. I mean, Not I right. go back to Lost Vikings, so I think of dumb, silly... Games that yeah, there's two silly games and then give us a tenner of them. They did RPM racing. <laughs> we need to get that cartridge working. Yeah, we need to have a look at that. Yeah. Um, but I give this, uh, I give it a Matthew McConaughey songs. Mm. The best of Matthew McConaughey, but there's still that background of no matter how old I get, they stay the same age. <laughs> Just farting. That was really good on that time. Disgusting. It was really good. I had to really squeeze my sphincter to keep that in there. Oh. I just wanted to be released. And I've got this massive hole in the front, so it's venting Sexy. around. It's fantastic. I just had a test score and show. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Everyone my, at home can enjoy that. Yeah, I'll tuck my head and cross my legs. Oh. There's, already, there's already some weird slash fiction about us apparently being lovers, so... Isn't there? Yeah, that's what they all fucking... They were, Ducks was trying to get us to, to, to fuck each other, I think. Oh. Us Ducks. She's perverted. She's into that shit. Mm. That's fine. I love sticking my dick in girls' asses, so. Mm, lovely. Just that. Gentleman, really. <laughs> that's where poo comes from. That's where poo comes from. Mm. Some people, that's where pleasure comes from, man.
and poop. Painful pleasure. Satan is a So you, you're done, right. you done with Overwatch? Yeah, I'm done with Overwatch. Well, for now. Titanfall 2 is out in a couple of months, isn't it? Yeah, fuck Overwatch. Cunt. That shit fucking right. Don't matter. It's you playing on the console, so it'll be dead in a few weeks anyway. Yeah, probably. Yeah, do you remember Team Fortress on consoles? That yeah, the Orange Box lasted Team quite a while. No, it was I, dead in weeks. No, I played that. Really? You were the one person. I played Counter Strike on the original Xbox. Oh dear. I know. Yeah. I put Counter Strike on the box copy. On the original Xbox? The PC. The old PC, the original. Oh Jesus. Yeah. You fucking. So I had Half Life with the. Yeah. All that stuff. Great. Back in the day. Yeah. <coughs> right, so you're done. Yeah. 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 Okay, everyone, thank you for watching. Uh, I'm going to have a bath. Well, I'm not. What yeah. I'm going to do is I'm going to lie against the wall and I'm going to masturbate and oh. see if you can hear me and then if you can, just shout. You can't. The whole of the wall near the bed, near the bathroom, you got stuff in the way. Unless you sit on your bed, I suppose. That's what I'd fucking we're, we're, like masturbate. Not like I close the cupboard and sit in the cupboard and then weep to myself. Yes, you do. What kind of a madman does that? That's what the crime was I heard the other day. <laughs> no, that was the kid I stuck with. Oh. So anyway, thank you for listening. That's what people do. Are you paying any attention? I am. I am paying attention. I'm listening to your outro. I'm assessing it. Are you? While you're typing on your phone. Hey, so what's your favourite horror film, horror film guy? What? What's your favourite horror film guy? Uh, everyone knows the best horror film of all time is Alien. Zoltar. Zoltar. Zoltar? That's not a thing. Zardoz. Zardoz? That's not a horror film. That is a horror film. He rapes a bunch of women. Hey, they wanted it. And then guns fly out of the mouths of giant heads. Yeah. And then Zardoz does a kinky pose with some red boots. Pants. Fire his laser at me anytime. Zardoz. Okay, well. Mirrors. Mirrors. Thanks for listening. Hey, hey, guys, guys. Honestly, now let's sit down. Let's think. How and a half I have to edit. I love everyone who's listening to this. If you want a personal share on the next episode, just just give us a message, like, comment, subscribe, and uh, we'll give you a personal shout. I don't care how many there are. I will spend hours saying your name in my most seductive voice, which will be slight baritone. Probably slightly echoey because you're not even talking. Probably like uh, hi there. This one's for. Well, this is not going to really come out. And then, and then your name here, really. Right. So, and then, uh, yeah. So, give us a list of names, and I'll read them out. Okay. I'm not even kidding. You sure? Because remember, the, if you listen to Easy Allies podcast, where they go and mention the names of all their Patreon backers, and they have thousands of Patreon backers, and they spent like 30 minutes reading the names. <laughs> if people send me money, I'd read their names out. Okay. If it's people don't send, send me their money. I'll still read your names out. Let's try it for an episode. Let's try this for an episode. So next episode, anyone who's listened to this this far, um, just give us a give us a name. If it's your podcast or if it's your friend's name or if it's a funny name, let us know and I will read it out at the end of the next show. Yeah, no one ever hear that. Okay, so bye. Okay, so everyone have a lovely bye. evening or morning or bye. afternoon or lunchtime. How how are you spending your time while you listen to us? Let us know. Like, comment, subscribe. I need to edit this. <laughs> I'm going to watch Mirrors 2 tonight. There's going to be another one that's not going to go up until midnight. You know Mirrors 2? No. Oh. Okay. Have bye. you seen Mirrors 1? No. With Kiefer Sutherland. No. Son no. of Donald Sutherland. No.
No. Who's your favourite Sutherland? No. no. What's your favourite Donald Sutherland film? Invasion of Body Snatchers. No, it's Virus. You're lying. Virus. Yeah, no. you, you said the other day you love Virus. It's even Invasion of the Body Snatchers or that. What's that other one? What's your favourite Jamie Lee Curtis movie? Oh, Virus. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, What's your favourite right. Mike right. Epps film? Bye. He's not in Virus. Bye. How about, how about um, Bye. Cliff Curtis? Bye. Say goodbye. What's your favourite Cliff Curtis film? Say goodbye. No, but just say what your favourite Cliff Curtis is. Who's Cliff Curtis? Cliff Curtis is the guy from Fear the Walking Dead. He's the guy who is the main bad guy in True Lies. No, he's not the main bad guy in True Lies. He's Art Malik. Oh. Yeah. He is in Sunshine. Never he's seen not him. silly in... What? You've not seen Sunshine? No. Oh, fuck off, haven't you seen Sunshine? Say goodbye. No, wait, but you haven't seen Sunshine. No, so I don't have it. Oh. Give me the blue one. Oh. It's in my room. Right, bye. Everybody have a lovely time. See you in two weeks. Sorry it took an extra week this time. It was Ant's B-Day. Yeah. There were celebrations. Now, give we me did a, a stream. Say goodbye, give him a kiss. Bye.